the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Live. Hey, welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro. Pastor Sean, how are you, sir? I am fantastic, Baron, on this cold yeah. uh, January still, not February yet, January day in South Texas. This, it's cold, man. This will air in February. You're not wearing your new hat, man. Uh, you no, know, it's in the car ready. As soon as uh, there's right. some drizzle, out comes Big Tex. That's right. And you got a new jacket, though, too. That looks good. And you got your well, it's winter. It's not winter. It's not new. That's a, it's just that's a cold weather jacket. Now, but why the chaps? <laughs> when you ride in from Canyon Lake. <laughs> exactly. That's what you do. Hey, we got a very, very special show today, Pastor Sean. I'm excited about it. We've been looking forward to this one for a while. Oh, yeah. And what a great interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Arterburn, he's the author of Every Believer's Thought Life. Very well known. I'll introduce him when we kind of get to the interview. But he's very accomplished, very bright, uh, counselor, radio personality, prolific author, just a great, great guest, and, and had a fun conversation, too. This is going to be very helpful. I think the resource is fantastic. You should look into it, and the conversation is going to be very helpful to a lot of people. All right, so before we get to that, Pastor Sean, a lot going on here at River City, and well, that's right. as we're walking into February here and uh, mm-hmm. the Valentine's season, I always got to mm-hmm. ask you, are mm-hmm. you ready? Oh, so ready. Never. <laughs> I know you. I'm, I'm in love with my wife, and I will do something <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I work best under pressure. <laughs> the spirit moves at, <laughs> at the right Eve. at the right time. <laughs> at the right time. No, um, it's we just love Valentine's Day. We, you know, we kind of spread the love around because yeah, yeah. we do stuff with our grandkids and try to, you know, give all of them something and spend time with them. So you've got it down. All right. And then what's going on with the church on Sunday, Pastor? So let's do that now. Uh, we're continuing our series, Gospel People, and mm-hmm. it is that's been that's been really cool. It's a walk through the book of Colossians. What a powerful book! So uh, I want to encourage you to be a part of that. Uh, this last week. It was awesome. We had just what we called celebration service, and really it was the sacraments. We did shared communion together, had a big baptism, baptized lots of people, which is always just at River City, it's a party. All of heaven rejoices when one sinner repents. Well, we baptized a whole lot of them. So, and it was yeah. 75 degrees that day. Today it's uh, 32. <laughs> we learned something today in the, uh, in the real life amphitheater. Oh. No heater. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, those open air venues. <laughs> no, our back area here, because ordinarily this is used, so it's not it's not turned on. So we, we you and I walk in, you know, here we go. But they had a little space heater, so we're good to go. We're we're toasty warm. Well, since you're all warmed up, Pastor John, let's let's do this. All right, let's do this. Here's a conversation with Stephen Arterberg, the author of Every Believer's Thought Life. Well, you're listening to Reaching for Real Life, and our guest today is Steve Arterburn, and he's the founder and chairman of New Life Ministries and host of the number one nationally syndicated Christian counseling talk show, New Life Live. It's on hundreds of stations throughout America, including KBBW uh, in Austin. Uh, that's the closest one to us here. He's the founder of the Women of Faith Conferences and best-selling author with all kinds of books. Steve, I don't even know how many, but some that people may know, Every Man's Battle, Take Your Life Back. We were just talking about the Every Man's Bible that you guys have helped put together. So your brand new book that's out that we're going to talk about today is Every Believer's Thought Life. 
You're from Ranger, Texas. So welcome to the Reaching for Real Life podcast, and thank you for being with us. Glad to be here. My brother lives in Austin. My mom, 95, lives in Bryan. Oh, wow. And, uh, so I'm a frequent visitor to my home state. Awesome. Awesome. Well, call us when you're, when you're going to be in, and we'll uh, take you for some barbecue or something, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, Steve, I have to tell you, um, and you probably hear this a lot. I don't say this to everybody we talk to. I, I got the advanced copy of your book just to prepare for this. This is awesome. I mean, this is some really, really good stuff that I am, as a pastor who talks to lots of people and just deals with issues in people's lives, this is some next-level stuff, um, and I am just really grateful that you wrote the book. Well, thank you. You know, my co-author and I, the last book we wrote together, uh, we won Book of the Year for it, and so uh, I'm hoping for good things for this, but I think it might be the literally the best book that I have been a part of. And I, I think it has a path for freedom in, in people's thought life. And we talk about the surface things that you can do, practical things. But we also, as you know, talk about going deeper and getting uh, to the root of certain things. But um, I learned a lot in putting this together. And when we got together to figure out what we were going to write about, we said, why don't we write about everything? <laughs> and because the thought life, it... It impacts your relationships, how you feel, yeah. uh, decisions, attitudes, emotions, all of that. And um, we just can't do uh, too much in, in capturing the crummy stuff right. to make room uh, for the good stuff. Yeah, it, it goes beyond it. It obviously talks about sexual temptation. That kind of springboards from every man's battle. Um, yeah. And you talk about sexual temptation, but you do it very differently because you go, you almost treat that, I think, very appropriately as the as one of a number of symptoms of, well, of some unhealthy yeah. habits. So many people are worried every day. Right. And they're filled with anxiety and worry over things that are going to be OK. And the reason we know they're going to be OK is because the things they were worrying about five years ago turned out to be okay. Right. So it's always that way, no matter what happens. And, and so this is for the warrior. It's also for a person with shame. I mean, yeah. we have a plague of shame and well, I don't know much that uh, destroys thought life more than living the identity of shame. Right. Right. You go into why the thought life is so important. And I think I think that's something people kind of sometimes breeze by. They think, well, I'll I'll do better or I'll try harder or I'll get a better organizer or I'll be, get, be busier or something. Uh, but you go right to the core of the thought life. Why does it matter so much? Give us just a little bit of that content. Well, you know, um, our thought life is so plagued by so many things um, in this culture you know, if you were a farmer and had cows and hay and a wife and two kids, there wasn't a lot of distraction or temptation. <laughs> and and we're just everywhere we go, there is input that evil or negative. And so we really have to face the fact that our thought life has been hijacked. Yeah. And so uh, we've got to eliminate some of those influences. Mm -hmm. But in the book, uh, this old uh, preacher back in the 17, 1800s, uh, he, he created this sermon. It's very popular, and it was called The Expulsive Power of Higher Affection. Mm. And his sermon said, you can't just stop something. You have to love something more. Right. Uh, John Piper called it a superior pleasure. Yeah. And, and so when we have that, 
we can really do something with our thought life that, that we'll never do just by trying harder. I think we all understand the idea of our thought life being hijacked when it comes to like sexual things. Like, and you talk yeah. about in the book how how in previous generations the idea of going into a X rated bookstore or X rated yeah. movie that would have been very forbidden and very difficult for most people. But now it's in our pockets. But right. beyond that, you know, someone may be listening is going, "Well, that's not me." Well, I, I will say I've noticed people with social media have become so concerned with what everybody else is doing, what everyone else is thinking. It's like, right. you know, we talk about FOMO fear of missing out that's a thought life kind of hijacking as much as anything else yes and and so much opulence and things that are there that we compare ourselves to um brings on foam fear of man oh yeah a lot of times we're we're more afraid of what people think of us than we are what god thinks of us and so um it's important that we have our priorities you know every morning i start i talk about in the book the God thought. Yeah. Okay. So here's my God thought that I start out with and repeat during the day. Five lines. God, not me. Mm. God with me. Others before me. Others with me. Me, the real me. Mm. Now, that just helps me get things situated in my head with priorities. And I repeat that throughout the day. Now, another thing that we talk about is... If you uh, are a grumbler, you know, you can right. turn your negative self-talk into a prayer to God rather mm. than I can't stand the way she You said, God, you know, I cannot stand the way she does that and help me to accept her. Help me to forgive her and embrace her in spite of these feelings that keep cropping up. And so now I'm doing what God wants me to do. Right. I'm praying without ceasing and I'm in contact with him who really wants to be in contact with me. Yeah. That's that's such great news. That's awesome. I love that section of the book, and you did a really good job because you, you, that's a springboard right out of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. You know, right. that's, not just, that's not just great counselor talk. That's, there's very much a biblical framework, and that section, I think, is just going to help a whole lot of people. Um, you know, in the Hebrews passage, we're talking about lay aside the, everything that entangles and the sin, fix our eyes on Jesus. Talk a little bit about that, about that as the root of that God thought. Well, you know, um, if I don't have my eyes on the goal, uh, then I'm going to be distracted by so many different things. Mm. But if my eyes are on Jesus, if that's my priority, then the distractions are not going to engulf me or destroy me because I love what I am with Jesus right. and for Jesus. And, you know, if you're a believer and you're discouraged, and uh, you don't experience that abundant life everybody's talking about, this is where you start. What is the priority in your life? You know, a, a strong Christian man of character isn't weak, passive, or acquiescing to everything. He is strong, but it's a strength under control. Yeah. Because he is committed to something better than instant gratification. If I can help a person go from doing something that instantly feels good to wanting to do something that will make me feel good about myself for the rest of the day, that is a victory. And that's what yeah. we want to see. Yeah, that's so true. And so many people are just beaten down. And, you know, you do a great job of talking about the 
the kind of the insufficiency of willpower. So many people lament their lack of self-discipline. Uh, right. Why is this so much better an approach? Well, I found that trying harder just makes trying harder. I mean, there's some <laughs> there's some things you can try harder at, and they get better. But if you've tried harder and you're failing, maybe it's time for a different strategy. All things are possible through Christ, but it doesn't say through Christ and you working without anybody else to help you. It doesn't right. say that. No, and so right. the power of group, the power of connection. You know, I'm I'm sitting in this room here, and last night there were uh, five men here, and we were doing a book study mm. together. And I am inspired by them. Uh, they, uh, you know, they tolerate me. I'm inspired by them. And it just, you know, we're going to be together next week and we're going to be asking each other questions. And so what I can't do on my own, I can do connected with other men and women can do connected with other women. So we have to find those nurturing places that allow us to go beyond trying harder, but asking for the power of the Holy Spirit and connecting with other human beings that are like-minded. Yeah, that is so powerful. You're listening to Reaching for Real Life. I'm Sean Azar, and our guest is Stephen Arterburn, the author of Every Believer's Thought Life. Uh, Steve, you address a particular phrase that I hear a lot. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And yeah. that's, a, I mean, that, you know, we hear that and it's like, hey, that's true. Amen. And you do a great job pointing out how, how it's true, but it's not all that's true. Tell us a little about that. Well, a lot of times people will use that as an excuse to do nothing. Right. Well, I'm, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm not gonna, I'm not expected to be perfect. God forgives me. Or here, another one is, well, this is the way uh, God made me. So I, I must, must be real. I've got to follow that. Right. But God doesn't make you a certain way. If we were in the garden, you'd be made the way God wanted you to be made. But we're in a fallen world. God doesn't make spina bifida babies. Mm. You know, God doesn't that that's the result of our sin in the fallen right. world we live in. And and so to say that everybody is a certain way because God decided that, yeah. that eliminates the the influence of the fallen world in which we are in. Uh, another thing that people use, very similar to, well, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Hey, uh, this is the way I am. I need to be me. And so a lot of people that say they need to be me, it's just an excuse right. not to work on me and to grow and become the man God wants me to be. Yeah. We were talking about um, folks wrestling with same-sex attraction. And one of the things that's a pet peeve of mine is that people act like, well, they're different. And my contention is not, well, they're not. They're the same because <laughs> we all have harmful attractions. We all well, have exactly. desires that are unhealthy, right? Right. And the question is, uh, do I believe that I need to act on every desire or is there some place where I need to say this is is not good to act on? This yeah. might be something I particularly, well, my brother was molested, both my brothers were molested at five mm -hmm. and it caused, uh, they said it just sparked, you know, a same sex attraction in them. Um, and my my brother fought it till he was 26 yeah. and was uh, finally approached by somebody and he fell into it. Mm. And then he died of AIDS at age 33. Wow. Well, you know, you might say that's who he was. No, it's 
who somebody uh, destroyed him with this mm. event that impacted his life. And um, when this happens, it's very difficult once you get into the world to come out of it. And so if we could help people see that uh, sexuality comes, goes, gender attraction comes and goes. Secular research says that this same sex attraction, if it were to be left alone by the age of 18, 80% of people would not be uh, confused Mm. about their gender, uh, who they want to be with. And yet in our day and age with social media and other things that, that hijack the thought life, we come to believe this is okay. And it isn't. You have to have a limit somewhere as to what is right and what's wrong. Yeah. And you do such a great job in the book of this because you, you talk about sexual temptations for all, all that all kinds of people struggle with. But you, yeah. you connect to other things. It's not just that. So, you know, if, if same-sex attraction is a struggle someone has or if temper is a struggle that someone has or a negative thought life, you, your whole point, and I love that section on it's not enough to say I'm a sinner saved by grace. That's true. But you finish it. You finish the sentence. I'm a sinner saved by grace, but I'm a new creation in Christ now. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how and, you finished it. Or... And the only way you're going to be a new creation is act like a new creation. Right. You, you have to do your part, and then God will honor that part that you do, and he'll do the impossible. We do the possible to create the impossible. I want to tell you something. I, I read a book by Bill Bright years ago on the Holy Spirit, and he said, look, I mean, simply it was, before you go into a meeting, before you work on a project, just ask the Holy Spirit to give you power beyond yourself. Mm. So I've done that for years. And things that I never dreamed I would be part of have happened. And and I feel like meetings that might have gone a different way went a great way. Mm. And so if we don't know this and call upon the power of the Holy Spirit to help us conquer our negative thoughts and to have victory, then we're just kind of functioning off of our own little, little tiny uh, fuel cell versus functioning off of you know God's limitless Un, un, unending yeah. power. That's what I want to see people do. If someone's listening to this right now and they're resonating and just saying, hey, I've got some patterns of thought that right. just are plaguing my mind and I, I'd love to reorient my mind to think differently. What would you say? How, how would you coach them to get started? Uh, I would say uh, if you've tried on your own, then maybe it's time to, to get some help from mm. a Christian coach or a counselor. But I would say, okay, so tomorrow start your day in prayer, and reading the Bible. Now, if all you can do is pray, God help me, pray that. And then if all you can do is read one verse, read that verse. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if all you have is two minutes, then start that way. And I think you'll start to expand that time. Then the, the third thing is the first temptation that you have to go a different direction Have that God thought that you could go to, such as God is rich in mercy. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to need that mercy because I'm not going to go that direction or whatever it is. Have a vision in your mind of of a wonderful place free of temptation. So that's the beginning of it. Then you need to look at the fact that other people do have victory on their own. And if you're not, then that's where you go. I've got to find a group. I've got to find a partner, yep. buddy. Uh, I need help from other people uh, who are like-minded and on the same path. And then 
I need to start dealing with what are the root issues. Am mm. I still at age 70, not over my mommy being too possessive or controlling or whatever? And and so I'm angry all the time. We need to look at that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. In chapter two, you give some very practical, you take that God thought idea and break it down very simply. I mean, and make it very easy and and give people kind of a pattern of how to start doing that. And it's amazing how many times I think people will bump into, oh, I don't, I guess I don't think correctly about God. I've got incorrect thoughts about God. Right. Uh, J.B. Phillips is the one, uh, the great Bible scholar, and uh, he's the one that said the most astounding scripture in the Bible is God is rich in mercy. Well, you need to believe that. And when the Bible shows you and, and is so definitive, and God isn't just loving. God is love. Uh, there's hope for all of us. When you see his first chief priest worshiping a golden calf, you don't see him as an outcast. He's restored. When you see Peter saying he never met Jesus, well, he then doesn't say, You're, I'm done with you. He restores him to his calling. And if we don't know who God is and how he views us, and the sacrifice that Jesus made was for me, 2,000 years before I ever even sinned, if I don't know that, then my identity and then my relationship with God is so, so tainted. And it's when we start to clean up our thought life with pure thoughts and real thoughts about God that I can live a pure life with God. Mm, That's so awesome, Steve. Well, the book is fantastic. I highly recommend it. It is called Every Believer's Thought Life, Winning the Battles in Your Mind. And you can get it on Amazon or anywhere. You can call New Life, uh, 1-800-NEW-LIFE, or you can go to newlife.com. But I really think it's got some of the tools we all need. I mean, it sure has benefited me working on it and discovering some of these things. And, uh, you know, if if it doesn't work, I'll refund your misery. And uh, you should let me know. (laughs) By the way, I, I did offer that, and I do now. I... I will give your money back if you let me know you hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, that is awesome. T- give us a, a quick synopsis. Tell us a little bit about New Life Ministries, some other things, some other ways people can kind of tap into the ministries and get some resource from there. Well, this Saturday we're doing, every month we do Every Man's Battle. This Saturday it is online. It's inexpensive. You don't have to go to it. I'll be there. Uh, and and it's Every Man's Battle. But we do Intimacy and Marriage in February, and we have people that hate each other uh, stay together and love each Mm -hmm. other and have the marriage they never thought possible. And a lot of people had a pretty good marriage, and it's great. I I don't know of anything more effective for a marriage that's in trouble than intimacy in marriage. You'll never be disappointed. I love that. And, you know, we work with women that have been hurt by men with sexual integrity. Uh, We do a restore workshop. Many things, emotional freedom, uh, we have a radio show. We love doing that. Um, and and then I love writing books and creating Bibles. I, uh, My wife and I just published uh, two months ago, the one-year Bible for men mm. and the one-year Bible for women. And, oh, the results, well, for her, she's far superior product over <laughs> me. And I'm not just saying that, mm. but really look at those. They're, they're fantastic. They really are. And how can f- people find you online? How do they find New Life for you? Yeah, newlife.com or 1-800-NEW-LIFE. I, I beat all the other vitamin companies and all the New Life churches nice. to both of those. That's awesome. Uh, 
I don't know if it was a good thing or not, but, <laughs> but I like the name because that's what we're all about. We're not a counseling ministry or radio ministry. We're a transformation yeah. ministry. We want right. to see people living a new life, not a better version of the old one. Well, Steve, thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure. I recommend highly that you folks check out the book. It'll, uh, I think, something that can transform your life. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Sean. Uh, Pastor Sean, I want to point out that when it was over, he said, uh, call any time. Oh, yeah. He had a really nice conversation. Oh, it was yeah. very complimentary of his experience here. Well, he, he said some very nice things. We're dear friends now. <laughs> <laughs> so next time it'll be my dear friend, Stephen Arterburn. That's right. That's right. We can do that. Seriously, I think we should. We should check in with him. Oh, yeah. Right. No. And, and, and again, uh, he's done some, some really significant stuff. And I love the way it talks a lot about sexual purity in the mm-hmm. thought life. And if you've read Every Man's Battle and, of course, talks about pornography and things like that that so many struggle with because it's everywhere. But he goes much better deeper and farther beyond that. It's not really about that. It is about the thought life. Mm. And that might be if you're depressed or that might be if you're angry, you find yourself, you're bitter, you're, you find yourself going into negative thought patterns, whatever it is, uh, he gives some powerful tools to reshape and retrain your thought patterns in a biblical framework. So it's a great book, recommended highly. And he highly recommended, obviously, staying in the Word. Yeah. Of course, we're going through the Word uh, yep. on a program here through River City. Oh, yeah. Where are we yeah. at right now, Pastor? Uh, we are in the book, uh, we're still in Genesis, and now we're in the New Testament. We're in Mark. All right. Great stuff. Pastor Sean, we'll see you Sunday. All right. Thanks, man. I hope you guys can join us. Look forward to seeing everybody. We Our services are 930, 1130, and River City is all about more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. I look forward to gathering with you and celebrating him. Great interview, Steve. Thank you. Well, you are amazing, and let's do this again. Yeah, can I'd we love do to. It once a week. <laughs> do, it, do it, man. <laughs> River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.